I saw a wave, a dark wave, come over our nation. And it's not just the election, of course. But this program is going to be all in the name Rigged. Because when I and we formed Rigged, it was because of the financial system. But Rigged is now becoming common in America. It's all rigged. In a rigged system. in our culture. Today we're going to do a quick update on silver and what's being scheduled here, it looks like, uh, for the dollar's uh, domination globally to be terminated. There's uh, some issues going on, folks, and we're going to review that here a little bit, uh, especially in the silver market. There's a lot of stuff taking place behind the scenes that many are not aware of. Uh, today, you know, we have uh, we were we hit the print and the jobs number came in really hot. And of course, that is signaling that inflation is not slowing down whatsoever. The Fed's really going to have to step on it uh, to try to, to slow it down. But what do you expect when you print and monetize trillions of dollars and you have all that pent up energy? Uh, there's just a lot of cash that is going to hit the system. And it's just to stop it, to think they're going to stop it is, is going to be interesting to see. I personally don't think they're going to be able to, regardless if they crush the economy, which that'll be the goal. Uh, They're going to be in trouble because you're having issues of a dollar dilution. And so not only is the dollar diluted by all the monetization, I mean, we've increased our M2 float, how much money has actually been printed by a staggering number over the last couple of years. More money that we've done in the last couple of years than we've done in the entire history of the United States. It's just unbelievable, but they they act as if it's not a big deal. I'm quite surprised at the politics on the left. They just printed unbelievable amounts of money, wasted, probably money laundered into left-wing causes, but it's it's not doing anything for production. It's not doing anything for the actual people, and it's definitely not bringing back manufacturing. But in the silver market... I'm not going to try to get too technical here, but there's a couple of things going on. And number one, we have to understand that the main supply for silver in the United States COMEX, which is the exchange that actually handles the physical, well, supposedly the physical market in the futures and the COMEX t- uh, main supply anyway is is coming from Mexico. We do get some here, homegrown supply. I know Nevada is pretty good with silver, but Nothing like we need. And the silver we mainly get here in the United States is coming out of Mexico. And London was mainly getting their silver from Russia. Russia is a big silver producer. Matter of fact, Russia is a big producer of a lot of things. You talk about palladium and the other white metals. Uh, Russia has probably $70 trillion in natural resources. Probably why the West is trying to get in there and get them. But the silver that supplied London came out of Russia, but now with the sanctions and it looks like the the increased heat of the war in Ukraine not slowing down, I highly doubt Russia will be sending the silver to London again. I know they're not sending it now. And my guess is they'll start uh, shifting that to India and China. Uh, I don't think it ever comes back to the West So now the London exchange, this is how important this is for the silver supply market. And when you put throw in, of course, the electric vehicles and the tens of millions of ounces needed for electric vehicles, 
you start to realize that the silver supply is going to be in trouble compared to the demand. And the only way they can correct that is to have uh, substantially higher prices. So it's not just the inflation economically. It's actually the real supply demand of a commodity and a finite resource at that. And you're going to see you're going to see the fireworks. One day, don't be surprised when you see silver in the hundreds of dollars uh, per ounce. Uh, Many people will look back and wish they bought it at 25. But it's just the way it's going to be. So now that Russia is no longer sending silver to London, London is going to have to compete with the United States COMEX for the Mexican silver. There's just not the supply, folks. It's not there. I know the U.S. Mint uh, is only producing right now probably about 25% of the demand. That's why Silver Eagles are over $40 an ounce right now. They're just not available. You even have dealers paying premium to get you to sell to them, uh, which is the first time I've seen that level of premium. Of course, a lot of this is going to get whacked out. Wait until you see what goes in the future. But we don't know why the Mint's not producing, although there is a theory that we think the Mint is producing, and they're actually shelving the silver because there is a potential here that we're going to have to have once this big calamity collapse takes place in the dollar and we start a new currency financial system that we're going to have to have gold and silver backing to some extent as a ratio. And they're, they're going to make these silver eagles as part of that. There's some weird notch they're putting in the new eagles now. I don't know if it's for trackability or accountability. It's really hard to say, but there's a chance they're just storing these things up for what's coming. And if it if it does go down that road, you just have to know that gold, number one, you won't be able to get your hands on it. Uh, two, the, there's a good chance the government could actually have you turn in gold if it's not American Eagle or an American coin, uh, because gold is tier one and it is a, a tier one asset, meaning it is money. Um, it's equivalent and fungible to U.S. treasuries as well as currency So gold could be called in that way. Silver is not. Silver is a commodity uh, that is industrial. Um, It is monetary, of course, always has been. But as far as the world is concerned, silver is not tier one. It is industrial. And with the Green New Deal that the West is trying to push, the amount of physical silver that is needed is extraordinary. So I wouldn't be surprised if Elon Musk is probably one of the main players quietly securing the physical supply as much as he can. I know Warren Buffett is as well uh, because he's doing it just for pure financial reasons. They know the inflation is raging. And today's print is, is just an example. I don't think it slows down, to be honest. They will kill the economy eventually. Uh, wait until after the election. I predict that the fuel prices will skyrocket. And when these fuel prices skyrocket, that'll really put a a damper on the economy. Uh, We're seeing here, even at Cornerstone, uh, the shipping rates uh, have gone up exponentially. Um, Just the cost of shipping, period, let alone the diesel fuel crisis they have, you know, in the in the southeast, in the east. So that that's a whole nother conversation. But in silver, now that they. London and the American exchange have to battle for the Mexican supply. There's just not enough to feed the fake derivative market that controls the price. 
And if you read the print on the Comex Silver, they were playing games for some time. They have something where it's called registered silver. And then there's eligible silver. Now, the registered is like warranted metal. It's for the future market delivery. It's typically 1,000 ounce bars. In the registered category, it's down some 786,000 ounces. There's some 34 million ounces left. They were playing with the numbers, trying to combine that with the eligible. And the eligible is unwarranted metal. And it can be moved to registered. But what they're not telling people is eligible is typically you. It's individuals who have physical silver in the vault. It's money managers who hold large quantities of silver. It's probably companies like Cornerstone and others that have silver deposits in the depository. Uh, But eligible is not part of the exchange. They can't just go and take it. It belongs to people. But they were trying to use the numbers saying it's possible that that eligible can be used if they the individuals chose to sell it. Well, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't be selling silver anytime soon. Matter of fact, I wouldn't sell it until it's hundreds of dollars an ounce. So the eligible is not there. It doesn't belong to them. But the vault totals, this is so big. The open interest in the vault is now equal to 230% of all vaulted silver. And it's almost 2,000% of the registered silver. This is a big deal. They don't have the physical silver in the vault. So you have hundreds and hundreds of people on one side of the street and one ounce on the other and say, go and see who gets it. Because they've been selling these fake naked short contracts where they don't own the real physical to try to suppress the price. If you saw the chart on how many contracts have been sold to try to hold this market down, it literally is like trying to strap down a rocket booster as it's taken off from the launch pad. And that's what's happening in the silver supply side. But the fact that they were trying to rig the numbers, you know, this whole system is rigged, obviously, with the derivatives. But the fact that they were trying to rig the numbers and combine eligible is just unacceptable because the eligible doesn't belong to them. They can't just take it. And the they're assuming the eligible can be coerced to selling at a certain price. But it's definitely not going to be down here, you know, in the 20s. That's for sure. It's going to have to be substantially higher before you'll get people selling. As a matter of fact, you're seeing large uh, purchases of the physical. I know someone in Texas bought just shy of $1 billion worth of physical. There are actual hedge funds buying literally billions in, in, in physical silver. They're making a play let alone Warren Buffett as well. So the bottom line is you don't have the supply in the vault. If there was a substantial, which there is, a substantial stand for physical delivery on these contracts, they're in deep trouble. The COMEX was shipping their what they call exchange for physical. So if someone holds a futures contract, They were, and they demand the physical delivery, 
A lot of people, they're just doing it as a hedge, and so they settle their contracts in cash. It's not a big deal. But lately, there has been a lot of, of the futures contracts actually standing for physical delivery. I think there's sovereign funds as well as, you know, probably Musk and, and others that are really needing the silver. I mean, Musk needs literally tens of millions of ounces for his electric vehicles. But the the exchange for physical, the people that are demanding that the futures contract be delivered, that was typically, well, has been for almost the last two years. They've been, the COMEX, because they're so depleted on their supply, they've been shipping the exchange for physical demand to London and making London fulfill it. And London had the physical supply. They had a much better uh, account total than the Americans did. But, you know, they no longer have access to the Russian silver. So now London's in trouble. They can't do the EFPs from the COMEX to London anymore because London can't, well, soon anyway, will not even be able to fulfill their own, let alone take on the American burden. So you're seeing a real supply squeeze take place. Uh, the COMEX, again, has you know, roughly 34 million ounces. That is nothing. That can disappear really fast. And so the supply is getting so tight, it's putting pressure on the markets. And you're going to start to see a substantial rise in price uh, when it comes to silver. I mean, it's not what you see in the computer as far as spot price goes. It actually comes down to um, what you have to pay for it. There's a substantial premium of almost 100% on the American Eagles. and But you still can get decent silver, even bars, even sovereign coins like the Maple Leaf are more than generic rounds right now. I know the Cornerstone Crown is probably one of the cheapest in the market. Probably should be raising our prices, but we're, we've always been committed to you know giving, giving a fair price so we can get um, as much silver in the hands of the people as possible. But the the bars, even the hundred ounce bars and ten ounce bars and bars themselves are even more money than the the rounds right now. That just shows you there's a big supply problem in creating all of this. And, and it's coming on the heels of not just the fact that they've been trying for, what, two years now artificially to keep the silver price down by issuing more and more naked short contracts. So they've been working really hard. I mean, the chart is, is staggering when you see it, at how much pressure they've been putting on, how many contracts they've been pl- putting on it. And Bank of America was holding well over a billion dollars worth of these short contracts. Um, they could be the one really holding the bag and in deep trouble if they can't control it. But the fact is people are demanding the physical at such a rate that it's putting pressure. It's overwhelming the ability to short. And so you have such a small amount of silver in the COMEX physically available, and they cannot touch the eligible because eligible isn't theirs. It's not part of the exchange. And if you saw what was in the SLV, which is the paper aspect of physical silver in the stock market, only certain people can stand for delivery, but for the most part, no, it's just paper traded. And if you look at the fine print of the SLV, 
they actually can have a fungible product. So meaning they don't have to actually have the physical silver in the vault in the numbers they're supposed to. They can have other fungible items like currency or uh, something else of tangible value. It's a total sham, really, on people who think they're buying silver. Um, I definitely, if you, you consider you should have the physical. Uh, but with that level of registered lows on the COMEX, at a time when the inflation print is running burning hot, They've already raised the rates. We now have, what, 30-year mortgage rates well over 7% and rising. They're trying to crush the economy. It's not working. The jobs report came in just burning up. It's not stopping. And so the stock market, I think, was anticipating a pivot. It's not happening. Uh, The dollar is stalling up here. And once that dollar falls off the cliff, folks, you will see unbelievable prices in gold and silver There's a problem with the dollar, and this is kind of the second part of this is, you know, the dollar's dominance really is um, on path for termination. They've now, since they've um, picked this fight with Russia, they've now basically, um, I don't know, cut off the hegemony, really, of the dollar globally. Yes, there are a lot of nations and emerging markets that have uh, dollar-based loans, But the raising of these rates, trying to make the dollar strong, has really been uh, hurting all these other currencies and these other countries. And now we have a multipolar world instead of a unipolar, which the dollar dominated. Now we're in a multipolar world that will never, ever go back. We will never see the dollar dominant in a unipolar world again. I mean, I shouldn't say that ever, but I don't see it. I mean, our nation is is just imploding internally. We're morally bankrupt. We're satanic in, in so many thought processes. I don't see the integrity and the character uh, and the honor that a nation, a great nation going forward would have. So I personally don't believe that we're going to be able to dominate again. I do believe that China and Russia, uh, I, I, everybody, Iran, South Africa, I mean, Egypt, so many are joining into the BRICS. The BRICS nations are forming a new currency block where, and the petrodollar is gone, of course, but forming this currency block where they will start relying on their own currencies instead of the U.S. dollar, and their currencies are going to be commodity-backed. So they're going to have value where the Western currencies are not backed by anything except the good faith and credit, which there is no good faith and credit right now in the West because they're broke. So the dollar is in deep trouble. The petrodollar is literally in the last stages. Now, many people don't think we need the petrodollar anymore, and I just disagree. The petrodollar was really important. Um, These nations that uh, made oil and all energy be purchased in a dollar allowed us to sell our bonds and treasuries because they they needed dollars to buy the energy. So they would buy bonds and treasuries as a as a side note and they would store dollars as reserve. That's no longer necessary. So who's going to who's going to continue to buy our extraordinary mound of debt? And they're just not right. We're already selling our debt interagency. So we're printing bonds and then agencies like Social Security are turning around within their budget and they're using money to buy the bonds. So the government's printing money 
then it's distributing it to these agencies. Then the agencies are taking the printed money and buying the debt that the government's issuing. It's just one big vicious circle. It can't last. But the petrodollar is a really big deal because it is ending. Saudi Arabia has declared China to be the most reliable partner for energy and trade. I saw this one coming years ago when China built that mega billion dollar refinery in Saudi Arabia. You knew the day was coming. You know, people thought that, oh, it's going to be 20 years from now. And I was just blowing smoke. Well, it's here and it wasn't 20 years. It was only five. And here we are. So Saudi Arabia, not only did they laugh at Sloppy Joe when he tried to get more energy out of them, they just really have no respect for the United States anymore. So they have labeled China as the reliable partner for energy and trade. And the United States is now um, really, I mean, you could try to debate it, but we really have almost catastrophic leadership. Most of the people running the administration right now, they're just college professor, left wing, you know, sociopath Marxists. And their ideas are insane. Most of them, literally almost all of them, probably. I haven't seen many that that made any sense. So you don't really have any leadership. I mean, you have a, a supposed, I guess they call him president. Um, but you get, you know, Mr. Biden up there and all he does is lie. Like everything he says is a lie. I mean, we won't get into the details, but this whole there's something really funny and fishy about Pelosi and Paul Pelosi and that attack that happened. Obviously, it wasn't a right winger. The guy was a homosexual nudist and he was a complete pervert weirdo into Black Lives Matter and into the whole agenda. He wasn't a MAGA. Something else was going on. The early reporting that there's initial person, the alarm never went off. Don't tell me a third person in line to the presidency didn't have their alarm system totally jacked up. The alarm didn't go off. So this guy supposedly broke in. He didn't break in. He was walked in. My guess is he was probably a guest of Paul Pelosi. And there's a lot more to this because the guy's probably a little light in the loafer. And they, they're trying to cover it up. But the bottom line is the alarm didn't go off. Pelosi called the police and said that it was a friend of his. Now, that could be code, but I doubt it. And the glass that they show on TV was broken from the inside because the glass was laying on the outside. So, you know, call me crazy, but, you know, physics is kind of straight up. And so the thing is, there's some weird stuff going on. And so this administration is not helping us in the world. They're not there. I mean, I hate to say this, but when you see what's going on now, and considering most of them are Obama people, I actually would have to say I would miss Obama right now. I mean, even though he was catastrophic, and I think he is the ultimate enemy of the United States, um, he was definitely smarter and classier than anybody running the administration right now. Um, it's just unbelievable. It's all, and I'm saying all this is because the world is watching it. What I just kind of ranted on as far as our government and Pelosi and all, the world is watching this. They're looking at this is the American leadership and this is what it's worth. They're, the eyes are on us and they're saying America is definitely not the America of the day. 
But once this petrodollar is repudiated by the nations around the world, and we've talked about this in the seven stages of an empire, once the currency loses confidence around the world, that is the last stage of an empire as empires collapse. We are in the seventh stage. I believe we're knocking on the door of loss of confidence in the U.S. dollar. They cannot get a hold of this inflation. The dollar has been monetized. It's been printed into such a stratosphere that the goods and services are going to continue to rise. The dollar will end up collapsing in value as a lot of these nations start dumping the dollar on the market. And if you just got to remember how inflation works, it's too much currency chasing too few goods. And once they start dumping the dollar, there will be a flood of dollars coming back to the United States. It will saturate the domestic economy here. And of course, the result of that is going to be a shocking price inflation. You think there's inflation now, there's going to be more. We potentially could have hyperinflation if we don't watch it. But these dollars coming back is going to be really huge on how it reacts to the domestic economy. So if we think prices are high now, I do say go out and get things that you think you need uh, because the, the price inflation that's coming to consumer goods, even food, is going to have a suicidal spiral and these last ditch money printing that the Fed will do to try to prop up the stock market isn't going to work. They're going to try to print more money to support the stocks and the bonds and houses and expiring treasury debt. Uh, but it's going to be end up uh, basically leading itself uh, to the destruction of the dollar currency. And I think, you know, that's why many talk about the central bank digital currency. I don't think that can save it whatsoever because it's all about confidence. A digital currency won't mean anything if nobody trusts it. We may end up having two currencies. We may have a central bank digital currency for international business, and then we'll have the domestic dollar, which is going to be saturated and inflated. All this being said, and with such low inventories in the silver market, you can buckle up if you own silver, and if you don't, you better get ready. I would be finding out and getting your silver as quick as possible. You're going to wish you had it as a hedge to what is coming. So until next week, God bless each and every one of you. With record money printing, wild fluctuations in the stock market, and our devalued currency, only one easily accessible investment has stood the test of time, and that is precious metals. Precious metals, such as physical silver and gold, are a store of value, provide stability for your portfolio, and are the most widely accepted hedge against inflation and market volatility. Fortunes of incalculable wealth have been built throughout history through ownership of these wonderful metals and smart investors still rely on the dependability of silver and gold to protect and preserve their hard-earned wealth and prosper in times of economic uncertainty. Call Cornerstone Asset Metals today at 888-747-3309 to protect, preserve and prosper with silver and gold. Call 888 888- 747-3309 or visit cornerstoneassetmetals.com.